Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, I'm exhausted. You made me travel 29 floors <laughs> up into we the walked sky. Walked all of them. Yeah, that's right. With with all the equipment. <laughs> um, but no. So we are with our friends, and we have a niche, niche, niche. However, you want to say it, because there's like 40 debates on right. how to say that correctly. Business. So let's dive into what you guys do. But first, we'll start with introductions, um, names, official like titles per se, and then the company name. Okay. I'm Drew uh, from High Peaks Aerial Imagery. This is Dan. I'm Dan. Um, I'm the FPV pilot at High Peaks Aerial Imagery. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm the owner, uh, operator, a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. So you said FPV. Are there different types of drones? There are. So I'm like a cinematic drone, more of like typical be like a DJI-style drone. They also have workhorse drones, which would be like delivery drones. Like oh, the bad okay. guy drones in like a James Bond movie. Yeah. Or like hmm. Parks and Rec when they start delivering stuff from... Yeah. Exactly like Parks that's and Rec. weird. Yes. And that's probably where people get the whole shooting out of the sky thing from, too. Yeah, that's like a DJI Inspire, so that's like <laughs> probably exactly what they use for that. That's weird. Yeah. So there's there's cinematic and there's FPV, and then there's workhorse. Are those the three main big ones? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's, there's other programs. There's the mapping and whatnot he can go into a little bit, but generally speaking... I'd say those are the three categories. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, maybe like heavy lifters for you know big movies that carry hundred pound, you know, hundred thousand dollar cameras. But you definitely hit it. What does FPV stand for? It stands for per- first person view. Okay, well that makes sense. And uh, <laughs> what it is is there's two cameras. Um, there's I use a GoPro for the HD camera, and then uh, there's a little camera down in the front that is my eyes, uh, and I wear a pair of goggles that puts me right inside of it. Um, and you're able to get a more immersive shot, um, get closer to objects, uh, go through, you know, tight gaps, stuff that you wouldn't normally do, like flying line of sight, you know. Yeah. He's so, a bit of a mad scientist, to be honest. Yeah. That's really cool, though. I would crash so quickly. <laughs> but when when you do that, how, like, do you kind of grasp what you can fly through and what you can't? Do you scope out the environment beforehand or do you just YOLO it? Uh, it depends. If I'm just flying for fun, I usually just yellow it. But if we're if we're doing a shot or a gig, we make sure you know we're being 100% safe. So I'll walk around, make sure you know I have the right connection first that my drone can fit through the actual you know object we're flying through or what have you. So yeah, there's definitely some ways to like mitigate the risk. Now the actual camera for the FPV is not high quality at all right isn't it really grainy it's like a 720p um oh, okay. so it's, it's, it's pretty it good was. um so I, this is a digital system as opposed to analog which is the grainy uh like uh security cam type sure. view you're looking you're talking about um now they have a digital system that it's 720p so it's pretty good and there's no latency you, you know whatever you do you're seeing it like 20 milliseconds later oh that's sweet so what made you bring on 
FPV if you were doing cinematic stuff from the start? It's actually funny that you asked I'll that. let you take that. Yeah, I, I actually <laughs> didn't want to at all. It was just one of those things that we were like, absolutely not. Like, I tried to pitch it a couple times, and most of the clients were like, you know, half the time you have to explain it to them. Sure. And then by the time you're done explaining to them, they're just like, I don't know why we'd ever need that. Not realizing how common they probably see it on TV mm-hmm. or anything like that. But he just messaged me the one day, kind of had a little bit of information about his experience. And once I went to his page, it was like, okay, I mean, we can maybe make this work somehow. And again, we were talked about this a little bit before, but like the way that he is doing this as kind of a, a passion mm-hmm. for himself. It's like we have a lot of fun like looking at something and trying to create uh, like something magical. It's not just like, oh, you know, let's film this house or let's film this street because everybody loves this street downtown or sure. whatever. It's like trying to do something that's like, oh my God, can you believe how that just turned out? Like, <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. So once once we did that one time, I think it was the, the ships. Mm-hmm. That was the first flight. Yep. And it was like we climbed to the top of the missile housing where they didn't even let people do the tour. And he's got to, like, ground himself because he's in the goggles. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm always worried, like, oh, my God, he's, he's going to fall. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, we got to tether him to something. But he sent me that first footage that day, and it was just like, all right, well, this is something special. Because that's what you'll find with a lot of our competitors mm-hmm. is they don't have – it's either one way or the other. And I don't know. I, mean, I, th- I can think of one person right now that does FPV professionally. Yeah. Hmm. And, I mean, you have to find – where it works too right right yeah it's not an every situation thing to do right so like what do you guys specialize in when you first started this business first of all what were you doing before you started this business i was selling construction parts or at least learning to do so when the pandemic hit and ended up losing the job you know low man on the totem pole and just trying to find something to do you know the pandemic was just crazy Mm -hmm. for us and I had flown a drone before, but I'd never had a quality one. Everyone I had was like, no gimbal, sure. camera just looked horrifying. You thought you were going to lose it every two minutes. So, you know, I ended up getting something of quality, and it just kind of built up, built up. Till, like I said, I thought I was going to be taking photos of people's houses and mm-hmm. property. And one thing led to another, we're doing mainly business advertisement. So it's like, you know, digital creation, advertising, plug-and-play social media mm-hmm. content. I mean... Especially right now, people are so short-staffed. Right. They don't have time to be, like, creating advertising. And even if they can, they don't have $3,000 to be spending, you know. On equipment. With, uh, well, or traditional ad, ad sure, agencies. Yeah. So yeah. They, they're doing the marketing themselves, but having to make that themselves. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So is that more on, was that kind of you reaching out to these businesses to see if they needed help or were they really reaching out to you? Yeah, so honestly, there it was not a, I created everything. Like there was nobody who wanted to talk to us. There was no opportunity anywhere. It was just, okay, this isn't even gonna work. It was like, you're just some guy with a drone. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I had a buddy that needed help with a food truck that he had. We we're like, all right, we could do a commercial for him. And then ended up getting in touch with another guy with a food truck that actually brought us on to do like a traditional job. Oh, okay. And we did content for him. We did photography for his food truck. And once other businesses seen what we could do, mm-hmm. it just exploded from there. That's awesome. But I have to say, like, he's, he's a big part of the equation. Like, I don't think that what we have works without, it's like a yin-yang. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we are so different in how we fly, what we're flying the type of drone and the footage that's coming out of it, that it's it's helping us create like a very unique product. 
Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree. The FPV and uh, like a stable <coughs> camera, um, stable camera drone is just such a good marriage. So when you're flying regular drones versus FPV, what are the battery life limitations on both of those? Um, so for me, uh, FPV, I usually get, uh, like if we're really stretching it, six minutes max. Oh my God. Yeah. That's it's wild. Yeah. So how do you even like plan out your day to make sure you record it correctly? <laughs> it's, it's not easy. We usually walk through first and make sure we know exactly what we're doing, when we're doing it. Um, we're like where the subjects are, if there is any. Um, cause yeah, I usually bring like eight batteries. So. Oh, okay. It's a little bit, but once you run through a couple shots, it's less than it seems like. That would stress me out, knowing that I only have six minutes to do what I I need to. (laughs) I just feel like it's really coming down to the planning process where you you have an idea in your head about what the shot would look like, but then you really only have like eight shots at getting the shot. Yeah. And that's eight different batteries. We do plan for this. So like he's got, takes different batteries for the different drones. So in theory, if he ran out of the one, he could attempt to get the mm-hmm. shot from another we also have my stuff but what's more nerve-wracking i would say is when i'll message him and be like oh are you ready for this big job and he'll be like yeah i'll charge the batteries in the morning and it's like the job's at like eight o'clock and he's like oh it's gonna be fine and you're like what <laughs> what are you talking about like are they all gonna be charged like yeah no no it's fine like okay. they'll be good yeah he's, be, that's he's like, good. He's like <laughs> the calm water all the time he's like it's fine like, we're good okay so are fpv drones they're relatively new, right? They've been around for, I'd say, like 2012. They first started coming oh, out, but okay. they were like these big, giant, floppy. I mean, you were wrestling with it just to keep it in the air. Um, and then they've slowly progressed throughout the years of the technology, and now we're at the point where it looks like a lot to put together, but a lot of it, you have to know a little bit of soldering. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, you put them together, and everything kind of marriages well with the different softwares and everything. Um, is, is it is it always a do-it-yourself system? Like you have to put it together yourself? You can buy bind and flies, but they're just a little more pricey. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, and you're going to crash, and you're going to break it. So the <laughs> yeah. best thing, my best advice is to learn how to build it yourself so you know how to fix it. Good point. That's really good. Because one of my questions is, like, are there manufacturers like Ford, Chevy, like, there's staple names for different industries, and does that exist in the drone world? It's tough, right? Like, DJI technically has, like, the Monopoly. There's, like, an Autel brand that's a good one. They make, like, an Evo. Okay. But, like, realistically, it it isn't, like, Mm -hmm. comparable for anybody. Like, DJI is the drone. But, like, what he was, I'm sure, about to say is the... With the FPV, it's a little bit different scenario. If you buy their ready-to-go FPV, there are benefits. You get a longer battery and stuff, but it is not really a traditional FPV. Like, you're yeah. not getting the same. You're talking about the DJI actual FPV yeah. drone? DJI oh, yeah. makes one, like you're asking, mm-hmm. where you could just buy it and learn FPV tomorrow. But it's not what he's – like, I think the experience, if you learn off of a custom-built one, would be very different than – something you get off the store so the quality is the same are you are you saying the quality is even different yeah no yeah yeah really yeah this brings me back to like paintball guns where there were staple brands that you would kind of stick to but then you would always upgrade like your triggers or different components and then your custom paintball gun would just rip and it yeah. wouldn't even like it would just, it. yeah it would just destroy the normal paintball guns you could buy at like dicks or whatever that are great and they come yeah. out of a package but at the end of the day you can just really 
throw some balls down range. So yeah. you guys have different drones for different shots, for different clients, for different businesses and all of that. How do you keep your brain fresh where it's a cool shot each time? So you're not basically like a dry sponge on a creative level. For me, I try to just to get out and fly for fun still. Hmm. Is um, it? Okay. I just go. There's a few parks I go to where I just throw some headphones on and um, I fly freestyle, which is like doing flips and doing diff- different tricks and different maneuvers. Um, and that, I think, is keeps it fresh for when I'm doing like a cinematic job because um, it's just, it, it all blends together. A lot of the cinematic stuff kind of blends together. Do yeah. You, do you have different processes when you do film something cinematic that like you have to make sure – you're on a certain setting are there settings with this stuff yeah like with my drone the cinematic stuff there's a million things you can do there's automated shots that you can Hmm. you know come loaded depending on which drone you have so it it is a different process and we do tend to go through like a changeover Mm -hmm. part of it will do his stuff part of it will do mine and then everything will be like post editing for marrying what looks good together Mm -hmm. and in what spot so it's it's tough sometimes though because I'm more of the business side of it where like I'm speaking to the customer, I'm getting their vision and then we're going back to Dan and saying, Hey, like this is what we were thinking we could do. I already have an idea in my head of like, well, what is his capabilities? Mm-hmm. We always joke around cause of the air show that just happened. And it's like, he's like the blue angels of the situation. We know the <laughs> tricks he can do. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like I'm building my own air show where we just talk to somebody and say, Hey, listen, you know, I think it would be cool if we showed off this place doing this. And then they have in their head secretly, because it always comes out yeah. like, oh, what if you did this? What if you did that? And you're like, oh. Mm-hmm. So you are a fan. I see. You know? <laughs> are there but, warranties on these? Because you know within five minutes of your first or third flight, you're just going to careen yourself into a tree. Um, for any type of stuff like that, no. Like, say if you get um, a flight controller or an ESC, it's electronic speed control. It's what controls the motor. Say if you get a new one of those and throw it in, if it doesn't work, yeah. Okay. If it's like a manufacturer. Component specific, but not just because you're a blowhard and yeah, yeah. fly into a building. Yeah, I call okay. the company and say, hey, my arm's broken in half. They're going to say, well. Yeah. yeah, they know I. They'll give you a link for a new one. <laughs> but it's also, you know, partly the type of drone. Like, his are much more durable than mine. Oh, really? Yeah, if mine hits the ground, chances are it's not getting back up. Yeah. Like, for whatever reason, the DJI ones are made of mostly plastic. There's a lot of, you know, very light components to it. Mm -hmm. The FAA actually restricts drones based on their weight. So I think Mm -hmm. that being a Chinese manufacturer, they're good at, like, having things that meet certain criteria Mm -hmm. to try to get around certain loopholes for the consumer or the prosumer market. So... You know, you hit, like, the smallest branch. I, I One of the bigger ones we talked about, the Air 2, seems mm-hmm. to be more durable. I've I've had some situations where I try to go a little far, and he'll be, like, in a spot and, like, we'll, like go down from, like, a little tiny branch and everything's yeah. fine. But I've killed a mini once. Oh, yeah. And one time I had a drone flight that went down where I had to actually use, like, black, bo- black box data to find it in the woods. Really? Yeah, it took, like, an hour, and we had to use a map. It was crazy. And it was exactly <laughs> where the data said that it crashed it was like oh, literally cool. when you got within a foot of it 
you could see like pieces of the drone in the trees. And then when you got to the, the crash, crash site, there was like part of it over here. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, so all upset. It was emotional. Yeah, it's like the NTSB yeah, walking was, around. Yeah, I had like a jacket and a clipboard. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what is that um, weight range? Is it anything over 400 grams has to get registered? It's under 55 grams. Under 55 grams yeah. is free to roam? Yeah. Okay. But the only thing that they make currently that's under the weight limit, I believe, is the Mini 1. I don't know that the, maybe the Mini 2 meets the requirement, but in March, the FAA changed the rules. So, like, right now they have a, uh, I have the license, I don't know what they called it, but there's, like, a, like a recurring knowledge exam that they want you gotcha. to take but it's not like licensing okay you know you would still need it even if you were an amateur mm-hmm. like just hobbyist now yeah it's for continued education yeah yeah exactly yeah. does it cost money every time or no no and to be honest with you That's the licensed surprising. portion for like me for a pilot's license is now free too oh, i don't yeah. know why they made it free because it costs money up until march mm-hmm. but they did which is a positive mm-hmm. that's one thing i guess i will give the faa credit for is like they have a period where they will actually take what pilots say a new account like they'll say like all right we're gonna put out these rules and then everybody's like oh my god what are you talking about yeah. and they'll like take all the comment they have like a comment period where they actually mm-hmm. listen to it that's pretty know, sweet so but there's some weird changes coming up and speaking on that um on the business side of things i can't believe i just said um unreal i know we Is should be better me we no. should be better I'm an, no I'm, I'm no a it's derek stressing me out because i'm so high up so anyways <laughs> the what is what are the faa's rules on sleep for drone pilots do they want x amount before or after flights like they do commercial pilots <laughs> no, I don't think so. There's, so they're definitely I'm, no i'm convinced they they, they have awesome. to talk about it they so have to talk about it definitely time restrictions on that but i don't know that there's specifics again i should probably know this off the top of my head i don't know that there's a specific hourly number but there's definitely the same exact flight standards that they would from like a pilot i think I believe it's eight hours because i know that like alcohol i can't fly a drone for example and have had alcohol within eight hours of that flight. So it's the same thing. Within eight hours? Yeah, within eight hours. So same we with the regular Okay, pilot. so like we literally, regu- we can't use a drone ever because we're... <laughs> yeah, we're our podcast like, is around alcohol. <laughs> literally, yeah. We're certified bourbon stewards that focus on whiskey. And That's a good point. Yeah, you probably would run into some issues with that. <laughs> it would be like, how does that work? But if we do it beforehand, we would be fine. I know. Yeah, you oh, just yeah, would be yeah, able to yeah. do two in the same day. Right? Yeah, we have time for that. To space it out. Not really. <laughs> so... That's fast. How would they even regulate that? They can't. So I think a lot of the stuff that we go through is... is honor how, system. Is honor system or... I mean, we've seen it recently um, throughout the pandemic. There was somebody that I actually warned it was crazy. I was like, hey, you know, you might want to have a license because I had seen a video where they were saying, like, the FAA has got nothing to do during the pandemic, so they're just watching YouTube videos and then taking that person's name and putting it in the database and then like, calling him, like, hey, man, what's the deal? So I told this guy, I'm like, wow. hey, you might want to, like, take this into account because, I don't know, the FAA, it's probably a big deal. And then he got a phone call from the FAA. Like, it was like it really happened. So it's they're out there somewhere. <laughs> wild. I'm waiting for them to show up on the job site, I'm assuming, after this podcast. Yeah, really. It'll be the next job. Yeah. You know. Next is money, hard at work. Yeah, yeah just, just keep your ducks in a row. You bear it. Yeah, no, for sure. That's wild. But... 
so you're registered with FAA. Well, you have to have a drone, basically. Right. But yes. you don't have to notify them every time you fly unless you're under a certain foot requirement. I think that's the 400 you were talking about, right? Or yeah, so this is one of those things, right? This is where you could spend hours on a Facebook group about the mm-hmm. about drones, right? Is that, like, there's a million rules, right? Because it's just like flying a plane in some, in some aspects, right? Mm-hmm. At least the rules portion. So, yes, airspace matters. Like right where we are right now is Class G airspace. So you can mm-hmm. fly up to the 400 feet limit as long as you're, you know, if you want to go over a building, you mm-hmm. can go higher than that. But there's other things that will restrict you, like you get the, the holding center and stuff like that. So I always tell people, even on the days that you're not flying in an area, like you know you don't need clearance, you should always submit clearance because now you have an electronic, you know, flight plan right that's scheduled so it'll say like right at the end of your app like nothing filed with the tower but now you have a record to show the faa like hey this is what i did i treated it just like it would you know if we were next to the airport or something do you look at sky vector for any of your flights or no no okay all the stuff that i use is either through air map the faa actually bought kitty hawk which is another app and some of the drones have a way that you can actually fly through their app. I don't know. Seems weird to me. Right. I'm not willing to do that. But overall, they, they do make it pretty easy for you to request airspace. A lot of it's automated up to a certain point. So, like, um, the real estate jobs, for mm-hmm. example, we've had one recently that was, like, right near the airport. And I put in uh, requests for it, but they denied me. And it wasn't instant. It took days, and somebody literally at the tower had to say, like, absolutely not. And I was like, please. And they were yeah. like, no. Yeah. No. It but I get sense. it, you know. For those that don't know, because um, there's a lot of lingo being thrown around, but Sky Vector is essentially, it's a giant map. And then on that map, there's a bunch of circles. And then you can literally see, um, like, restricted airspace around D.C., um, the airport, like you were saying, and then anybody that's flying in G airspace, which is basically just a, an altitude limit, but like Cessnas, helicopters, drones, all use G airspace, and it's the lowest level airspace um, to the ground. But it's wild because you can map your whole flight in Sky Vector. You can find all the small airports like Buffalo Airport, Lancaster Airport, and then you can literally plot where you would land and then your whole route, and then you would use that data and that route to then like you were saying tell the FAA this is what I'm doing then they can approve it disapprove it you can uh, it's it's nuts but yeah it's what pilots use I would say AirMap is a good one it's fast Mm -hmm. it's easy it allows me to like have the drones detailed out inside already saved and I just select like this drone I have like nicknames for them like this Mm -hmm. drone is flying and these are the stats and this is the weather report and then it'll submit everything but like what you're talking about like right here we are downtown with the holding center like they a lot like the dji drones that's another good difference when you turn them on if you're inside one of these zones it won't take off and you have to like put a code in from the tower that they give you through this app oh wow and i ask you for it because they want you and then you have to agree to liability because you know you could be breaking the law right so they don't want to take you know they don't want you doing something like, oh, the app said I was it was okay, mm-hmm. you know. So you have to go through that kind of stuff. Whereas, if you were an FPV guy and you didn't work for a company, I guess you could just show up anywhere, and who would really yeah. even know? Yeah, yeah. Because there's, you know, I have a tracker on mine that literally, like, everywhere I go, every flight, every movement, it's recorded and then mm-hmm. sent somewhere, probably to China. He 
You're like James Bond of drones. You just like get in and out. Yeah. So how do you? Re- how would you register an FPV drone? Is it with the like motherboard or something on the? It's the same way, but he doesn't have to be because of me. Oh, okay. like because of my license and I have a tail number on my drone. He just when he flies, they're flying under my number. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's fascinating. There's yeah, that's really cool though, and especially because. What's the highest you would go for FPV? Well, legally it's 400 feet. Okay. Um, and then, like, if we're at a building, like, we dove the building we're in right now, the Seneca One, which is 500-something feet tall. Um, but, how if you're near the object, you can go up to 400 feet over it. You can double it. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, so up we're to. clear up to 900-something feet, you know, the building we're at right now. Let's go down to Manhattan, though, and see what this thing can do. Right, but then you still hear, this is the weird thing, right? But, like, drones are illegal in New York City. Oh, my God. What really? Are yeah. started. But think about it, right? Like, you, you, you ever see the maps of, like, regular commercial planes? Mm-hmm. And you have, like, the app where you can mm-hmm. track where they're going. And you zoom out a little bit, and you can see all of them across the United States. It's insane amounts of It's a of zoo, planes, right? Yeah. Imagine, like, in just New York City, you're trying to control, like, those two or three airports, mm-hmm. whatever they have, and then you got people, like, cruising around with a drone. And to <laughs> right. be fair, somebody hit a plane that was landing recently. Like, really? Maybe last year or the year before. And Could the plane really do that was, much, though? Do you mean damage? Yeah. Let me like talk to... about this. His, I don't know. Let me talk about you. You seem to have friends that have more <laughs> crash experience. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> If we if we hit a plane going with mine, this guy goes about 100 miles an hour. Yeah, it'd be some damage. Yeah, mine maxes at about 42 miles an hour, and I like I feel like if I hit a building, I'm gonna destroy my drone. Very low chance of there being like a huge damage. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about this the other day. If you took one of his to the face, that's my biggest concern as the business owners. I'm always sure. like shutting this down, shutting this down. Like stop yeah. right there. And so I was wondering like. Somebody takes us to the face. How much insurance are we going to need? Yeah. What is the insurance process for doing this? It's crazy. Is so, it? like, nobody will give you insurance. <laughs> so, I'm actually, it's weird. I'm an insurance agent. It just stopped doing that, you know, because I didn't want to do it anymore. It's insurance. Wow. You have no soul. I just want to say yeah. that. Um, <laughs> but with the, the drone insurance, it's not incidental, which means that it's not like just a part of the business. It's the whole thing, right? Sure. Like it's our main thing. So in New York State, nobody will like insure us. So I had to go through like a special drone insurance company and I have like a per job insurance. So like every time I have a job, I have to like submit what's going on and whatnot. But because wow. we're very safe and we have a system, it's never an issue. How many jobs do you guys do like what is your cadence weekly yeah what's your tempo yeah so i would say that we do two to three a week usually but only like one we say one every couple weeks for you yeah i'd say that's pretty accurate yeah yeah to his are picking up because we started the interior fpv stuff so like before when he came on it was all what you normally see outdoor cinematic stuff and mixing in like those shots i can't get Mm -hmm. but then it was like how why are we not inside like right I want to do this in the wintertime, right? And so, like, we were looking at different avenues, and that's customers seem to really enjoy that. So Yeah, probably because I've seen one cool YouTube channel, and they're like, can you do this? I've seen this guy do it, and he's out in Colorado. And he's doing, like, those multi-million-dollar homes. 
you, you know, know. What's funny about that is when I first started, I didn't know him, obviously, but I had another guy that was helping me initially, and I used to watch this guy that was from somewhere, probably in Colorado, that had a drone <laughs> channel, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's really cool stuff. And now, looking back, knowing what I know now, it was like nothing. Yeah, like, it was sucks. like very basic. <laughs> it, was, it was not even that. It wasn't like we're so much better. Yeah. It was just not impressive. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> but to me, at the time, I was like, this is amazing. Right. So... So for wintertime and raining, what do you are you can you are there certain drones that you can fly outside in the rain or can you just not do anything at all? So I don't mean to keep taking things over. I don't know anything about his, but I can tell you in the DJI ones, the props are usually going so fast that it stays dry. So the only time that it ever matters is if it's raining hard enough that it's like raining sideways and the camera sees the rain. Yeah. Because it's a four K camera. Hmm. Like if you can see the rain, then you just want to stop flying. But like Usually it stays pretty dry. What about you? So for me, um, I do what's called like informal coat my electronics by this, like it's a silicone based liquid that you brush on the electronics that make it waterproof. Um, But as Drew was saying, it's mostly like the filming aspect. You know, if you get some rain on your lens, it just doesn't really look the greatest. Mm -hmm. Like I can say this even though we haven't released it yet, but we're doing a commercial that is going to be like in almost like a beer tap setting mm-hmm. and so we're working on flying through the tap as it's poured oh that's cool so things like that i mean technically could happen without breaking the drone but there'll probably be some modification for it think about it this way when we fly in the ships he hasn't done it yet but he always talks about it that if he needs to he can put a bottle on here why is that again so i <laughs> for going over water like if we were ever over a lake where it would sink and there's no way for me to get mm-hmm. it back i can i zip tie like a bottle to the bottom and the gopro is waterproof this is relatively waterproof um those so, are ntsb approved zip ties by the way yeah <laughs> so uh so if you crash it just floats and you get to go get it back oh that's pretty smart yeah i mean you got to think about it especially if your battery is low and you're like i think i have enough yeah and you don't have enough juice exactly <laughs> at the end of the day it's worth the shot every time so yeah. as long as you can go get it back mm-hmm. you know i'm sure you guys have seen it that one guy whose drone was dying and he was over the lake the slow and, chase yeah, and he's literally running yeah. through the water to catch it and he does yeah it's great yeah so i mean i think that's something that comes with the experience too right like our all the cinematic drones are going to have a an intelligent sensor mm-hmm. so like like i fly out over the water and it'll say like oh you know this is it. We got to turn around now. And <laughs> then it'll it. just do it. Like, it's like, mm. no, nope, we're turning around. We can't make it back. You know, and even then, there's chance it mm. might not make it back. It thinks it'll make it back, right? But with him, it's all you. Yeah. Well, for me, you kind of have to, first of all, learn how much voltage is in a four-cell LiPo battery. Because I have what's on my OSD. It's on-screen display. It comes up on my goggles, and it tells me how much voltage. So you kind of have to be really weary of how much you have and come back in time. So it's pretty involved. Especially with a four, like a three to five minute battery life. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So so how much do these cost? Ballpark numbers are fine. Yeah. Uh, 600 each. Oh, that's not terrible. I was thinking like like over a grand. Well, you got to remember that you're not including the price of the GoPro, and then you don't have the goggles or the controller. GoPro. talking about the drone. It's over a grand. GoPro, three or 400, goggles, eight. 
controller like three or Jesus, four. Jesus, oh, goggles are the most expensive aspect, but it's who, like I have ten drones, but I use the same goggles and controller for all of them. Who makes the goggles? We're not allowed to say. <laughs> um, that is a hot topic at the moment. It probably and says right here. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, it's it's DJI. Cameras can't say. Okay, apparently they're DJI. Um, Why is that a hot topic? It's no, nah, it's just an inside oh, joke about the goggles. Okay. People <laughs> just seem to love the goggles for some reason. Yeah. It just always comes up. Every time we have like a ground photographer or one of the customers, they're like infatuated with his goggles. I think it's because you look like a robot. Everyone thinks it's, it's an true, Oculus yeah. or right. you know whatever VR goggles. Yeah, like oh, goggles. that's a good point. They do think it's an Oculus. Yeah, yeah but they got the spikes on the side. I mean, it looks like yeah. it's out of a bug's and life, man. The, these are the antennas. There's four of them. So, but you know, wild. I know that I'm biased because obviously it works with us. But I always say this. I mean it. Like there are other people that do it, but I don't think that you're getting what we're getting with Dan. Mm-hmm. Like he does it all the time for fun. Yeah. So it was like when he came to me, it was like, hey, if you ever need somebody, I got you. But it was like, to be fair to him, I'm being honest. Like, there's a lot of people that have come to us, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I fly FPV, or I'm about to, this is the common one, I'm about to get my 107 license. Like, I can work for you tomorrow. And it's like, you know, you got to kind of make your own way. But like with Dan, I don't know. As he talked to him, seen his stuff, it was like, this is perfect. Yeah. You know, it's very different. So. When did you start flying? Been about two years for me. Um, and I started off with what Drew has. I started off with uh, DJI Zoom 2, or the Mavic Zoom 2, which is just, you know, your stable camera drone. Um, and I started off just messing around, didn't know anything about taking videos, taking photos. Saw some FPV videos, and here we are going after going into the black hole that is fpv yeah. yeah so you just fell in love with it oh god yeah yeah and uh you know you buy your, you get yourself a simulator on the computer it's basically a game and you, you put your hours into that so that you're not crashing your mm-hmm. investments you know what i mean so would you recommend that people start with a cinematic drone or a mavic mini or anything like that or would you say you can jump right into fpv no no I, nailed it yeah. I would say you could jump right into FPV <laughs> just because they're so different. Yeah. Okay. That's they're a good just point. so different. Like I'll be honest, I nothing that I learned flying my um, Mavic Two, staring at my screen, transferred at all. Yeah, which is kind of my point of why I said no is because I know that I couldn't pick his controller up tomorrow. I've done it, not with his, but with something else, and it was flew similar controls, and it was like. Even when you get it to start going straight, I'm like, oh, I'm going to turn left here and I start turning left and it's still going straight. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. So for me, I don't know. I feel like it's much easier to learn a cinematic drone and you like, in my opinion, for what we're doing, it's better because you learn the, the angles and the sure. shots and things like that where you can let go. If something happens, you panic with my drone, you let go of the sticks, it just hovers there. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. You know, so and yours would just crash, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> so we'll start with cinematic, and then I kind of want your opinion, too. For cinematic, what drone would you recommend to start with? Uh, always the Mini 2. Okay. Yeah, because it comes with all the professional features, the 4K recording. It's got, like, a six-mile radius for range. You don't have to register it with the FA. I think you still have to get a tail number. It's mm-hmm. like five bucks, but you don't have to get like a license or anything. Sure. Um, I don't know. That's again the rule changed in March. So you have to verify with that. Yeah, but yeah. it's definitely the recommended choice. I mean, it's under seven hundred bucks for the kit. Sure. So I mean, that comes with everything you need, multiple batteries. So it's over a thousand dollars in stuff you're getting. It's really hard to be. I mean, when the business started, we were we had a mini, yeah. and we were getting jobs with a mini. I mean, the original one. So. Yeah. If you're starting now, the Mini 2 is definitely 
a starter drone. Do you have to worry about wind with the Mini 2 versus the other ones or no? So it's weird. Like in the Mini 1, the answer is yes, but I didn't have big wind issues, right? The Mini 2 is supposed to have Category 5 wind resistance. But the argument there would be, wow. what, are, tornado. what are their categories? Because it's not the regular scale. Because if you look at like the wind resistance of the drone, it doesn't go up to hurricane speed. So maybe there's something I don't know educationally. Sure. The last time I checked, those things are supposed to go hand-to-hand when you use the term category, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a discrepancy on what they're calling categories, you know, force winds. I think it's marketing. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's, that's just another selling point for him. Like maybe it's their category five. Like, oh, we last we last <laughs> time was category four. This is five. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> if you actually look at the spec, it doesn't make sense. Sure. But flip side of that is, I, I couldn't say that we have too many issues. Now, do you have any issues with wind or the FPV? Depends. Uh, this guy right here, it's called a Cinewhoop, and it's got ducks on it so that it can fly around people, around objects that I wouldn't want to damage with these knives um and with Damn, the sharp. with the prop guards it kind of buff the wind kind of buffets it around a little bit so this is affected by the wind a little bit more and this cuts right through it i yeah. could fly i mean it's not fun to fly in 20 or 30 mile an hour winds but if we had to we could yeah that's the other thing you got to think about right like warp stabilizer only works so much yeah, so yeah. you can get the shots sometimes but is it wise to mm-hmm. right. you know what i mean for yeah. what you're the trying footage to do. is going to be basically shot anyway yeah yeah so for you what would you recommend for somebody getting into fpv is there a certain manufacturer you would go through or how do you even buy these things is you just know a guy in the black market there's a couple websites you can go off of <laughs> uh there's one that's called get fpv that's the main one i go through great website um there's another one that's called race day quads it's another preferred website and you really just kind of have to start like youtube's your best friend um yeah. you could you could learn so much because some parts aren't compatible with others and some are um but yeah, so this is my favorite brand. This is a Lumineer frame. Uh, it's Lumineer motors. All the electronics are Lumineer. Um, so Lumineer is my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, but this frame is made by Shen Drones, which is a very popular one too. Um, so there's a few different ones, but you really have to do your research to sure. see what you like. And how does somebody get in touch with you if they want your business? Yeah, so we're available on Instagram, Facebook, uh, right here at the tower. You can come to the 29th floor. and. Just what are your handles on social media? Uh, so on Instagram, it's high peaks underscore AI. And I think it's the same on Facebook as sure. well. Um, we have a website, highpeaksimage.com. So. Cool. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for everything today. This is awesome. This is, I would have a heart attack having one of these. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. You guys do your thing. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to add? No, I'm good. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. We Thanks, really appreciate guys. it. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Go check Absolutely. them out on Instagram, highpeaks underscore AI, because they put some amazing content. Yes, uh, I do. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.